Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is our hump show, middle show of the work week. So we park it here and we figure out what's happening in the world of sports. And whew, it was a busy Tuesday into a Wednesday. And no, it's not all football. I mean, we're an hour in and we have yet to let you hear from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> He's just going to have to sit back and wait a little bit. If you'd like to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything, you can do that on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. Uh, named after the show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. We just finished talking about some of the highlights in the basketball world. Well, one of the games, high profile enough, in Los Angeles, Clippers build a 23-point lead against the Los Angeles Lakers, and they're able to run away handily in a game that was 46 points strong for LeBron James, a career-high nine three-pointers, though they were unable to make any traction with the total team effort and a 61% shooting night for the Clips. So, LeBron a little bit salty in the post game. And before we get to our guest, uh, we did hear Anthony Davis is likely to return soon. We'll get the details on that. But uh, LeBron was asked about the trade deadline. Now, I was not there, obviously. Don't know the context of it. Uh, but the fact that he was asked about the trade deadline and potentially what moves uh, could be made, well, he didn't really want to answer the question and uh, made it pretty clear that <laughs> he didn't have any answers. LeBron, Rob was uh, speaking pregame about trade deadline, and he was saying if there's an opportunity to get all the way at the end and win a championship. There's no resource we'll hold on to if we feel like that's there. But at the same time, the completely unwise thing to do would be to shoot a bullet early and not have it later. How does that analysis philosophy sit with you pertain to the trade deadline? How does it sit with you? He said it to you guys. Yeah. All right. He was talking to you. He wasn't talking to us. Rob's going to do his job. That's his job. My job is to be on the floor and make sure my guys in the locker room is ready to go. All right. It was not a win, but it was a big performance for LeBron. And then just a little edgy there at that post-game press conference. So we're pleased to welcome Kyle Goon, who covers the Lakers, was there at Staples for Southern California News Group. Kyle, were you part of either the Rob Palinka press mess or the post-game with Salty LeBron? Yeah, I was there for both. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, look, Amy, uh, LeBron – knows that uh, people look at the, the Russell Westbrook trade and see his fingerprints on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing LeBron hates more than a bad shooting night is uh, being held accountable for his, fail his team failures. <laughs> so um, I think the lesson that LeBron has learned from last year is, you know, distance between himself and the front office. I don't think, He's tried to create the impression that he is 
telling anyone what to do um, or Rob Palenka. He certainly made some strong statements about his team, uh, you know, early in the year. It's not like we have a bunch of lasers on our team. We need, we don't have shooting. The other day said we don't have size, but I think LeBron in that answer is trying to avoid the specter that he is the team's GM because uh, a lot of times that comes back to bite him. Mm. So we are not quite at the trade deadline, but certainly to get reinforcements for the Lakers, the, the biggest piece they could possibly add is Anthony Davis. What's the latest that we know about his status after, what is it, 20 games out of the lineup? Yeah, so he's, uh, you know, and I'm somewhat going off of some of the reports that, that you guys have seen from ESPN and TNT, um, that, that he's going through a morning workout and will be evaluated. Um, we've heard recently that, you know, on Saturday before the uh, the Portland game that he had done some work with some teammates who, who don't play as heavy minutes. Darvin said today, you know, it was another good day for him um, in his development and said, you know, once he goes through morning evaluation, the possibilities are limitless. <laughs> so, Amy, I, I think that's a wink and a nod um, from Darvin Ham that you could see uh, AD tomorrow, which would be huge. He was having an MVP-type year when he got hurt back on December 16th and now has missed 20 games. And also the Lakers could have their new trade addition, Rui Hachimura. Actually, it's more sure that Rui's going to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a 6'8 frame, he gives the Lakers some size that they've really been missing with AD out. There's a lot of anticipation around him and his getting on the court. Uh, what are you expecting when you see him after what you know, you've heard or just in, in general having the chance to watch him? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think Rui's value more so than what, what is he going to do, what isn't he going to do, is the Lakers just need a 6'8 guy. <laughs> the Lakers have been doing a lot of rotations with a lot of guards who are 6'3 or shorter, so they make – um, you know, a six foot two guard and Kendrick Nunn, who, when the team was healthy, he wasn't playing much, into a six foot eight forward and Rui Hachimura. I mean, we saw the other night. Um, you know, they they did manage to win against Memphis, one of the best teams in the West. But the whole night, they're they're playing just small ball against a Grizzlies team that has a ton of length, rebounding over them, and the Grizzlies actually scored thirty nine second chance points on them, which is just absurd I mean over 20 offensive rebounds it's just when you get to that level where you're playing that much smaller than everyone else and especially some of the biggest teams in the west then you really just need size so I think Rui just at his core just helps balance the roster to um, lineups where they can just get more size on the floor when they need it Kyle Goon is with us from Los Angeles after covering Clippers Lakers. Clippers have had the Lakers number now for an extended stretch. He's with Southern California News Group. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the, the LeBron-led Lakers have gone 500 without Anthony Davis, and they've had a nice surge after the way they started. What's behind the way they're playing over these last 20 games? Well, I mean, one, it's LeBron. I mean, he's He's kind of reached a new level since he turned uh, 38. He's averaging, you know, 35, 36 points per game. And, Amy, I don't know how familiar you are with NBA history, uh, how how much tinkering around you do, checking on people in year 20 who have had that kind of season. It's (laughs) never happened before. Right. It has never happened in NBA history. 
Um, and he's attacking the, I mean, obviously the subtext here is he's, you know, less than 200 points away from the all time NBA scoring record. And he's arguably still one of the 10 best players in the NBA. Um, so he's been playing really well, but I think more than that, it's just tempo. The Lakers have kind of found their answer for, um, you know, playing small with playing fast and, and using their speed. Um, they're they're one of the best transition offenses in the NBA, uh, and that's really when LeBron and, and Russ can actually play together well. That was this un figure this this unsolvable problem last year for right, Frank Vogel. Right. How do I get Russ and LeBron to play well together? And Darvin Ham has kind of figured out the answer. Hey, if we bust our butts and and run down the court, these are two of the best transition players in the NBA. Two really fast guys. Two guys who can who can finish in transition, and that's kind of been the secret sauce for the run. I like the Darvin Ham element to this, and there was nothing wrong with Frank Vogel. He was an experienced coach. Uh, They did do some winning with him, but it feels like Darvin is the yin to LeBron's yang and just kind of the right fit with the way he handles everything, his perspective, obviously the fact that he played. He doesn't seem to get too high or low in terms of looking at maybe a a couple of games in which they've lost or even a run that they put together where they've played well. He just seems to take everything in stride, and I like that kind of even keel. It seems to work really well with this group. Yeah, and it's interesting because it should be said that Darvin's definitely had some some rookie head coach moments. I mean, you know, there was a game that they played against Dallas where Luka Doncic hit a, a tying three-pointer for the Mavericks that, in retrospect, Darvin Ham said, oh, man, I should have blitzed him. And, <laughs> and and a lot of people were kind of watching at home being like, well, yeah, like, yeah, you should have. But I think to what you're saying, Amy, you know, Darvin won – was a player on a championship team. So as both a guy who played in the league and as a guy who won a championship in the league, he has some gravitas. And and then, too, he just has um, this overwhelming sense of optimism and and, and sort of hard-line accountability on effort. Um, you're not going to see um, the team kind of hoofing it uh, all night long. I mean, even tonight when they lost, uh, by a lot, I mean, they they cut it to 10, and the Clippers were having a, a ridiculously good shooting night. Um, and, and they're always going to be a little competitive. I mean, uh, on Sunday, they they erased a 25-point lead against Portland. Now, they mm-hmm. shouldn't be getting that far down in the first place, but <laughs> they're going to try. They're going to compete. And, and that's one thing that, you know, LeBron and Darvin are definitely on the same page. LeBron said the other night, we're not a lay-down team. We don't give up. We don't die. We we compete every night. That's not our problem. They may have some other problems that the roster has, <laughs> but they're going to compete every night, and Darvin Ham is um, inevitably a, a part of that DNA. Well, there are a lot of ways in which uh, LeBron and Tom Brady's careers kind of mirror each other in terms of titles, sure, but also the fact that they set the intensity level for the team and the rest of the locker room, the guys on the court, the guys on the bench, they have no choice but to follow. You don't want to run afoul of these guys who are late in their careers trying to win titles and, of course, climbing scoring charts and setting records. And I was mentioning this er earlier, such an obscure record uh, that likely you're not going to see another player match, which is 
averages 40-plus points against every team in the NBA. Well, Brady's got similar ones, right, Kyle? He's got, hey, a touchdown pass against every single team in the NBA. I mean, just it's the kind of thing that you only get if you've played 20 years, so it's pretty incredible to watch. I'm wondering, I'm sure it comes up all the time, the scoring record. Uh, How much do you think it means to him, and how much do you think it means to the Lakers fans? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think the way LeBron is scoring right now, you have to infer that it does mean something to him. If you talk to him directly about it, he'll tell you, oh, it's not something I shot for. <laughs> <laughs> and and to some extent, I mean, LeBron didn't come into the league known as a scorer. Um, he, he was able to score points, but then oh, as his career developed and he was trying to win, he kind of realized, hey, i got to do things that help my team, and i got to be able to score, and i got to be able to, to shoot. i got to be able to create my own shot from where I want it. Um, so I think it, it does matter to him, even though he's going to be loath to admit it. Um, I think, you know, after he passes the record, he'll, he might open up a little bit more about that. And then, you know, Amy, one huge thing about LeBron, um, even though he says, you know, he's, he's not thinking about his legacy, that's something for when he hangs it up, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of people view LeBron perhaps with new eyes or, or be kind of pushed into a corner about looking at LeBron's legacy. You know, Dirk Nowitzki said this best last month. If, if LeBron really passes Kareem on the all-time scoring record, I'm running out of reasons to call Michael Jordan the GOAT. And I think that's kind of something wow. we're talking about that's, it's going to be really massive for LeBron's legacy. I mean, not only is he going to be the leading scorer in NBA history, he's going to pass the record while being still at 38, at year 20 of his career, one of the best players in the NBA. And that is something powerful to think about. I mean, the, the career scoring record, it's when you score your last point, you're right, you're out of gas, you're right mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> And LeBron is nowhere close to the end right now, as far as I can see. Mm. Now, I know this was last year, and it was kind of weird, the the wrinkle that was thrown out there about him wanting to play with his son when his son gets to the NBA, which would, of course, mean he's not going to retire anytime soon. Uh, does I'm sure his son comes up. He's a McDonald's All-American. He's picking his school. But has all of that future talk been squashed for now? No, I, I think it's actually heating up. I mean, his son <laughs> named uh, McDonald's All-American today. Right. And, um, you know, I think esteem is rising for Bronny, even though he's just six, six foot two. He's not, you know, as great a shooter or ball handler or distributor as dad. Um, obviously, that's a super high calling for anyone. But he's a really confident player, and I think he's going to be a really confident a college player. I think I don't know if he's going to be a out of the box star, but he's going to help a team win. So it's it, his recruiting is a little uh, shadowy because the family wants it that way. <laughs> they want they want it kind of under wraps, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there's some high level uh, negotiating going on 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 what Bronny coming to your school would mean. But I actually think Bronny's sort of rise this year as a high school senior has only uh, spurred on more talk. And certainly LeBron, with his level of play remaining high, um, is is encouraging the idea that he's not going to retire for a while. So as long as his head's in it, LeBron has said, mm-hmm. as long as my mind's in it, as long as you know I can, I can kind of mentally embrace the challenge and mentally keep my discipline, 
I'm going to be in it. And I really think his goal is I'm going to be on the court with Bronny, and, and that's his last big thing beyond a, 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 trying to win another championship. Mm. It's really interesting to think about the Lakers with all their star power already. They're a major attraction, whether whether they are home or away. But can you imagine the spectacle of, A, him getting closer to that scoring record and the number of celebrities and superstars, people who only show up when it's a big thing, uh, who will be want to be on hand and be around. And then the circus, and I don't mean because of the two of them, but the circus around him playing with his son. Yeah, it's, well, certainly I'm looking at the schedule next week and, and it's going to be a madhouse. And, um, you know, I don't think he's going, like, he has to score 178 points to pass Kareem. Right. I don't think he's going to do it in four games. <laughs> but, you know, in Madison Square Garden on Could January you 31st, I don't oh know. I can't rule it out. I'm never going to rule out anything with this man. You know, is, is he going to do it in New Orleans? You know, it's like, I don't think he wants to do it in Indiana. I mean, being in Indianapolis, I'm not sure if that has the same significance for LeBron as MSG, but, you know, you can't rule anything out. I mean, this road trip, it could be the time, um, but I think it would be pretty neat if he did it, you know, February 7th uh, against the Thunder or February 9th in a big matchup against the Bucks. Oh, my gosh. Obviously a former Kareem team. Um, Wait, did they play on Super Bowl Sunday? They do not. Okay, my gosh. Could you imagine? Holy crap. It cannot be be on Super Bowl Sunday. It cannot be. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. Your your TV airways will be clear. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody get out of the way, even you, LeBron, for just that one night. All right. I mean, it's it's building up to that, obviously, and he is going to get it with the way he's been playing. The Lakers are back in the equation in terms of playoffs and all that jazz, even though uh, we're just now in late January. So we're going to have to keep Kyle on our speed dial here. So find him on Twitter at Kyle Goon, and he covers the Lakers for the Southern California News Group. It's been a while since we've had you, so it's good to talk to you again, Kyle. Thanks so much for your insight and also the humor. Thank, thank you, Amy. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hope, hopefully we're we're in good spirits the, the deeper <laughs> this season goes out in Lakerland. We will see. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Good to talk to Kyle and to kind of get the inside perspective on not just the LeBron factor and what he's doing, but the impact of Darvin Ham, the the effect that Darvin has had on Russell Westbrook, I think is is one that really needs to be talked about more if the Lakers continue to surge and get back above 500. From the way they started to where they are now without Anthony Davis, the coaching staff deserves a ton of credit. And yes, it is about to be even more of a circus and a spectacle around LeBron as he gets closer to history and also as we think about him playing with his son, which, wow. So, good stuff. Great to talk a little basketball. We've got tennis, actually, as well. Uh, Not only is Tommy Paul into the semifinals, first American man into the semifinals of the Australian Open since 2009. So, USA Novak is on the court or about to take the court. Uh, So, we're going to follow that as well. Um, It'll be fun to have that live tennis, too. And, yes, we certainly do have NFL ahead. Not only Aaron Rodgers, but also Brandon Bean. A little bit of early prep for Championship Sunday. We've got one man headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame. There's a lot to accomplish, Pete. It's our hump show. We're getting busy. Send your questions for Ask Amy Anything to our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. And don't forget to vote for 
um, either, well, TD of the week, but also we got another poll that's still alive. The biggest disappointment of this last divisional weekend. I mean, we're full service here on Twitter as well as on our Facebook page. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hours Podcast. Jared Goff lines up under center of the victory formation, drops to his right knee, and that is the final snap. The Detroit Lions, with nothing but pride to play for, come to Lambeau Field. They beat the Green Bay Packers 20-16. Detroit sweeps the season series. They will finish over 500 on the year. The Packers miss a chance to go to the playoffs. It was frustrating at times, but it was ultimately really, uh, some really beautiful moments. Uh, it's weird to say, and I actually do really believe that. Uh, as disappointed as this is, there was a lot of really incredible uh, moments and life lessons. Life and the season is like a big ceremony, and ceremonies can be tough. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Similar to Tom Brady in his final organized press conference uh, following a loss, the season-ending loss. Now, Brady's was in the playoffs, but both Brady and Aaron Rodgers seemingly made emotional and sentimental remarks that could be construed as goodbye, or at least taking advantage of the opportunity, maybe a preemptive strike, not knowing if there would be another season-ending final loss for him to react to as a member of the Green Bay Packers. And we know how he walked off the field. Uh, He was arm in arm with 
with his longtime favorite receiver and friend, Randall Cobb. Uh, he was seemingly gazing around Lambeau and trying to soak it all in. Brady did a little of that, but not nearly as much of a demonstration as Aaron Rodgers. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, that was the call on Westwood one Sunday night football. The very last game, uh, Ryan Radke uh, from Lambeau where the Packers controlled their own destiny, but did not get in how quickly they have done the pivot now, or at least Aaron Rodgers has done the pivot and is moving on uh, trying to figure out what it is that he wants to do in the future. Now there are options. Obviously he could retire. If he doesn't feel like he wants to play anymore, he could walk away he could ask for a trade. I, I'm not sure if that's how he could rework his contract. Now, the team itself has more, a little more of the leverage here, at least in terms of the trade part, because they still have him under contract for two more years. But what if they decide and he decides that they want to continue this relationship and see if they can get more positive results, kind of bring people in and beef up the team around him. He had some young receivers that were growing up. Obviously, the uh, the the team itself is potentially looking, you know, like looking at ways that they can add to the critical positions, um, but they can't really do that and can't think about spending a bunch of money or any money really until they know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers. So yes, the reworking of the contract is a big deal. And he addressed it with Pat McAfee on Tuesday. I don't think there'd be a scenario where I'd come back and that would be the number. I think it, it would definitely, definitely things would have to shift. There's a lot of teams because of COVID that are strapped and you're seeing us a lot of different contracts. They're pushing more money out. Uh, in in, uh, in deals, they're creating you know certain kind of void years uh, to allow for the uh, an easier cap hit. So there were, you know there would have to be some adjustments for sure. He's referring to the number, which is fifty million per year. Remember, he signed a three year deal for one hundred fifty million dollars when he returned prior to this season. And while again he says he's not made any decision about twenty twenty three, he is talking about the various options. And not just about him being open to reworking his contract and giving his team more cap space, more flexibility to pursue other pieces, but he also recognizes the team may decide that it's time to move on to the quarterback position and give Jordan Love that opportunity. They drafted uh, my replacement. And if I didn't win two COVID MVPs, this conversation (laughs) probably would have happened earlier. But in a year where I'm not going to win MVP, uh, it allows for all the different conjecture. Um, is Jordan ready? Is it time to move on? Uh, a lot of love for what's going on in Green Bay. And I'd love to finish there. I would. And, and uh, I might have finished there. You know, who knows? So interesting there at the end. I would love to finish there, but maybe I already have done that. Maybe I've already finished my portion of my Green Bay career. Or could he mean retiring? So he kind of leaves it ambiguous on purpose again where he's saying I would love to finish my career there but maybe I already have as in maybe I'm done anyway and I'm not returning again I I hear NFL insiders and people who are connected inside the league not necessarily uh, media members but people who know people in the league yada 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 and there is the sense 
about both Brady and Rodgers that they fully intend to play again in 2023. That retirement is a very slim possibility. That It's not the top option. It's not really being considered. I think in part because neither guy wants to go out the way they did, but also because they still have that competitive fire. And whether or not you hear Aaron Rodgers hedging his bets, I mean, I get it. It's for the benefit of TV and radio, and so he can control the narrative, right? Rodgers is very much about controlling the narrative around him, uh, and every chance he gets, he brings up COVID. Do you know that I actually relish those weeks where I do not have to hear that word, where I don't have to talk at all about the virus, where it's not a part of my life, and I can bask in the fact that it's behind us, and yet he loves to bring up COVID. I mean, who can say that they won MVP of COVID? Uh, not only can you say it, but you say it all the time. I mean, two weeks now, and it's it's like something that you continue to emphasize, Aaron. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It, he would like us to believe, though, that he's contemplating, meditating, maybe using ayahuasca so he can figure out his future path forward. When I talk about my future, I don't talk in any cryptic terms. You know, I, I'm pretty direct really? about how I feel, and I am taking time with my decision, and I am, you know, not, you know, egomaniacal in a sense to think that, uh, you know, I should I'm be sorry, able to what, play well, wherever wait, wait, I want. Hold on. As long what, what did as you I say? Want. I feel like I misunderstood you. There, there, there must be some. We're gonna have to hear that again because I, I feel like there's no way that you could have said what I just thought you said. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm listening with both my ears, firmly focused on you, Aaron. Can we just, if you wouldn't mind repeating that? When I talk about my future, I don't talk in any cryptic terms. You know, I, I'm what? pretty direct about how I feel, no. and I am taking time with my decision, and I am, you know, not. You know, egomaniacal <laughs> in the sense to think that that's uh, what I thought you, you know, said. I should be able to play wherever I want as long <laughs> as I want. What did he really say that and expect anyone to believe him, Marco Belletti? It's such nonsense. It is all of it. Well, yes, he's it. he's very much into the theater. He's all about the theater. I might have finished there. You know, who knows. <laughs> The fact that he will say something and then kind of tack on this little phrase at the end just to kind of to keep people guessing is ridiculous. But I we've heard we've heard it multiple times now. He actually did say, I'm not egomaniacal. Again, <laughs> this whole the look thing, on Marco's face. I, I, my biggest problem with this whole thing is I'm cool with with a lot of this stuff if that's how you want to act. Except when you're not consistent. And this is the same guy who has a problem that anytime you criticize him, he loses his mind. He's soft. And then he's going to give you this garbage. It's trash. Total All right. Trash. Let's not call people trash. No, I, I want to call him trash. Yes. Okay. What he's doing is the trash. The content is trash is, it, is what Marco is saying. Again, it's, it's just the idea that it's the same nonsense over and over. It's about him, but he likes to oh, it's always throw all this stuff yes. out there. But then if you criticize him... He gets upset. So, I mean, it's just like, well, so one more with him, because as you point out, he does respond to the critics very often, even though he swears he doesn't care. Me thinks he doth protesteth too much. I will tell you this. Whenever someone writes to me on social and says, I don't care. Well, of course you do. You wouldn't have bothered to respond. People who don't care don't take the time to let everyone know they don't care. And it's the same thing with me, right? Like I know when something 
gets under my skin, I want to I want to clap back right away. It's the things that go right off my back, like roll off me that that I truly don't care about. And that's never him. He never misses an opportunity to respond, which is why he continues to do this radio show uh, with his friend Pat McAfee, which is where all of these comments are coming from. He feels like it's his platform. It's his opportunity to say anything and everything he wants to say once a week. And he commands the stage. He does. Like Pat McAfee lets him say whatever he wants, obviously. And it's a former teammate of his too that's that's there. I was going to say it's the easiest softest right. landing because no one's going to ever challenge you. Right. You got and a teammate in Pat McAfee that you, they're buddies. Well to be fair can I just I, I just want to say something in defense of McAfee. If Aaron Rodgers chose to make this show his weekly platform, I wouldn't really challenge him either. I mean, McAfee is getting major eyeballs and earballs because he's got Rodgers every week. Now, would I ask him harder questions? Would I cheer in the background? I mean, would I laugh at him a little more? Probably, because that's my personality. But to be fair, Rodgers has chosen. You don't want to chase away your golden goose. And Rodgers helped him get this humongous contract. Uh, They're friends. It. Okay, so I, I mean, a lot of the media isn't super hard hitting. It's just that you are you're totally right. He says one thing and then he does another. So just as an example of this, Rob Gronkowski and and everybody else in the NFL heard what he had to say about winning two COVID MVPs and the fact that he could play at a high enough level he believes to win another MVP if he chooses to continue in football. And while Aaron, at least the part I heard, didn't mention Gronk specifically, he definitely responded to the backlash about him mentioning MVP versus championship. I did see there were some comments that, you know, I'm only playing for MVPs. And yeah. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Like that. Didn't maybe quite yes. see the entire clip of some of the stuff that I said. I don't care about that stuff. It doesn't offend me. I mean, this culture, this woke culture wants to be offended by everything. You just go oh, online yes. and find something you don't agree with. Uh -huh. I'm offended. Oh, How yeah. could you possibly say that? Everybody who plays the game wants to be MVP. Like, yeah, you want to win a championship, 100%. Like, you want to go down in history on a championship football team. But everybody wants to win MVP, too, any sport. You want to be recognized as the best of the best. Anyone who says they don't is lying or non-competitive. And either one of those, I don't want to be a part of. 
I would like to go to the Radio Hall of Fame. I'll just, I'll admit that. I mean, do I need to mention it every day? Do I feel like a failure if I don't? If I don't, a little bit different though, because radio, obviously, we're not competing for championships. <laughs> At least not that I know of. That'd be fun. Ooh, bring it, <laughs> bring it on. So yes, Aaron Rodgers playing with us as usual. So either you choose to get hooked, you choose to take the bait with Aaron, uh, which is funny because he he very often rails on clickbait, and yet he is all about giving people mm. the headlines. I'm offended. And How I'm, could you possibly say that? And I'm not egomaniacal enough to believe I can play as long as I want or when I want. Now, to continue the narrative after the break, there is a report out there that the Packers are exploring trades. Okay, so they're not leaning toward trading in. They don't have any trade partners yet. They're exploring. I'm sure they're fielding calls, but only to the AFC, which makes a ton of sense. So we'll give you the potential options. Uh, that comes from Adam Schefter, by the way, uh, that that they are exploring. So take it with a grain of salt. But yes, as the world turns through the eyes of Aaron Rodgers every week. I'm excited that it's the off season and we're almost not about to get him every week. <laughs> the one thing I'll throw out there, and I'm sure you'll cover this in the next segment when you're doing that. Uh, keep in mind, and this is part I think everybody forgets, he doesn't have a no trade. They can exactly. trade him wherever they want. Well, that's what I said earlier. The the team has the leverage. The team still has him under contract for two now, more years, and he has no, he cannot do a damn thing about it if they choose to to send him to say. Uh, the Jets. Granted. Now, I don't think a team picking him up is going to get want to get a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers. So there is some give and take. He could also just walk away he if he doesn't retire. want to. So as I'm That's saying, he does play. have a card to play yes. where he says, I'm not going there. I'd rather not play. I'm but, offended. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I feel like, you know, we're kind of losing that. Like, where is he going to want to go? Well, it doesn't that matter. really his problem. Exactly. That was the thing going back two off seasons ago when he chose to disappear. He went AWOL for two months. Months, right? I mean, the, the fact is he had no leverage, the team, unless he wanted to walk away because right. the team still owned his rights and he was still under contract. So, yeah, I and mean, any, the team still has some say here. And anybody else find it ironic that this is the exact same road Brett Favre went down 15 years ago? I mean, does Marco read my mind? Oh, you're listening to the show, aren't you? Because I said a bunch of this stuff. No, I'm sorry. I'm stuck hour. in my closet cutting tape. I didn't. I don't get to hear uh, anything. Great um, minds think alike, but, Marco. I mean, and he might wind up wearing the green like Brett Favre did for a year because he wanted to go to Minnesota and instead he winds up with the Jets for a year and we know how that went. Speaking it's of just circus. so ridiculous. And Aaron Rodgers said, I would never go down the way Brett Favre did. You're not going to hear me with all that stuff at the end uh, and we're doing it again. Revisionist history, baby. That's what Oy. it's all about. Through the eyes of Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so find me on Twitter, ALAW Radio, if you want to respond. Also on our Facebook page, you got about an hour to send your questions for Ask Amy Anything. Yeah, we'll look at some of the options. And actually, funny rabbit hole that producer Jay and I fell down talking quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we're so boring that even in our personal time, we talk about quarterbacks. What is wrong with us? Did you ever consider that? We were done with work and still talking about quarterbacks. There's, uh, yikes. I dream about football sometimes. This time of the year you are listening to the after hours podcast do i still think i can play of course of course can i play at a high level yeah the highest i think i can win mvp again in the right situation um right situation is that green bay or is that somewhere else i'm not sure this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. 
And so it continues. I was going to say so it begins, but it's been this way now for several years. And this is just an extension of the will hear, won't he conversation. And boy, we've been through a bunch of these over the last few years, have we not? I try to remember all of the greats who've retired, the future Hall of Famers, or I guess now current Hall of Famers, who have retired or are getting ready to retire. And so we continue to have these questions because as you're seeing in the NFL, it's a younger generation of quarterback. It's the young studs who are taking over. And now you've got, I'd have to go back. I'll go back and count. We'll talk quarterbacks after the top of the hour too, but you've got about two thirds of the league with quarterbacks who are either in their rookie deals or are in their mid twenties, right? So just early in their next contracts. It's a very young position now. Patrick Mahomes, the oldest quarterback in the AFC in the playoffs this year at 27, not to mention the incredible experience that he's got. And so we're seeing a turnover and we we watch guys like Brett Favre and then Peyton Manning and obviously Eli Manning and then Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers. Soon it's going to be Matt Ryan and, and he's a former MVP. So we're seeing this generation of quarterbacks, some of them the best of the best that uh, we've seen either in this generation, this era or of all time. Uh, and because of that, we feel, we feel as though we're, we're having these, these questions that are left unanswered and we're kind of waiting around. And here we are doing it again. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers waiting around to see will he or won't he. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Now, as we talked about before the break, Rodgers only has so much control here. He doesn't have a no-trade clause uh, like Derek Carr has, by the way. Derek Carr has a no-trade clause, so he can pick or he can he can say, heck no, to trades that are proposed to him. That's not the case with Aaron. So they've got two years left on his deal. It is a pretty sizable cap hit. They're going to want to get something in return for him if they choose to go to Jordan Love and the conversation around this report from Adam Schefter on Tuesday is that the Packers are considering it. Okay, my response to that is duh. Of course they're considering it. They have to do what's right for them too. And this was not a good year for Rodgers or the offense. It wasn't all Rodgers, but his interceptions were up. It was a young receiver core. They lost games they haven't lost in years inside the NFC North, including getting swept by the Lions. They need to make changes. Does that include Aaron? So they're thinking, but also he's thinking. And according to Schefter, they would only look at trades inside the AFC. Also makes sense, right? You don't want to have to face him um, more often, depending upon how long he plays, right? So if you look inside the AFC, there are some teams that are going to be in the markets for quarterbacks. Some that are obvious, others not so much. The New York Jets, they've talked about wanting to bring in a veteran quarterback. And actually, when we get to QB News, Rodgers and McAfee did talk about Zach Wilson, who they are keeping, which is a surprise in and of itself. Are they keeping Mike White? Not sure. Uh, At this point, you're not paying a ton of money to either one of those guys, so maybe it's possible, but you still need to bring someone else in so you don't fall off a cliff like you did offensively at the end of this season. Could the Patriots be in the market? They've just brought in, or I should say brought back, Bill O'Brien, their previous offensive coordinator. He's now returning after his sojourn from Houston to Alabama and now back to New England to be reunited with uh, Bill Belichick. They had great success with him, though they also had Tom Brady then. But could the Pats be looking to upgrade at quarterback? 
The Dolphins are always a conversation there, mostly around Brady because of the whole tampering thing and them potentially wanting to bring him on board previously. Don't know, though. They they say they're committed to Tua, and he had some really good stretches with Mike McDaniel this year. Uh, we know in the NFC North, or I'm sorry, the AFC North, that Lamar could be tagged. He could be tagged and traded, though that's not the first choice for the Baltimore Ravens. Could they be looking to bring in a new quarterback and get rid of Lamar if they feel like they can upgrade? Now, they'd have to change their entire offense. But you know what? Their OC stepped out. Greg Roman is gone. They could bring in someone who would help. Oh, and to that end, by the way, there's been talk that Nathaniel Hackett could actually end up as the new OC in New York. It didn't work in Denver to get Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Would it work if he goes back to an OC uh, and does it in New York? Uh, In the AFC South, of course, there's a lot of speculation around the Titans and the Colts, right? My God, they're cycling through aged quarterbacks Aged like fine wine or aged like old meat or old bread. Uh, But the Colts don't know what they want to do yet at QB. Sam Ellinger, could they move forward with him, I suppose? They don't even have a coach yet, for heaven's sake. So, And then the Titans, they they were in on Rodgers last year briefly, at least to make the inquiries. And then the Raiders. So those would be your teams. Although the, the Broncos, maybe they'll go for take two and somebody will want Russell Wilson. I'm joking. After hours here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend a only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.